listen to us. We're just so thankful um, you're here with us this morning. Um, we have a full studio today. Man, I mean, awesome. it's it's overloaded, but it's abundance. That's you know, right. like we, we're excited. Uh, this week, of course, if uh, you didn't have a chance to tune in yesterday, Pastor Aaron is on vacation this week. So him and his family, um, they're enjoying time and they've got a few different, they're like breaking up their vacation in different spots. So it's kind of like a fun road trip for the kids but um it we went me and ethan went to see them yesterday so i wasn't here on with the broadcast yesterday but um we're super happy that they're getting time to spend with their family because we know that your family is your first ministry and so we've we've um been really happy for them excited for them to get this time together and kind of get to unplug from all of the ministry things and just get to spend some quality time together so but we will miss him um you don't realize how much someone has an impact on a ministry until they are gone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you really that's don't. It. And that's you don't realize it. how much you're thankful for them and how much they add that, and they bring to the table sometimes until they're gone. I think yeah. yesterday, um, Ethan and I were tuning in to the radio on our way uh, to go meet uh, the Wilsons yesterday. Um, and I think I heard Jason say, well, man, it... I don't tell Aaron, but it's kind of tough without him here. <laughs> and I, I just thought that was so funny. I was like, well, that's because, you know, everybody who listens, you all know how Jason and Aaron are back and forth with each other. Yeah, they're always they're always joking and messing with each other, but they do love each other. And yeah. you can tell that they do work well together. And, and um, so we're thankful for Pastor Aaron. We're thankful for all the guests that are going to be here this week. Um, and all the co-hosts that are stepping up and, you know, wanting to serve the Lord. And so um, we're super excited. We have uh, Jamie in the studio this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. Um, and, of course, we have Brother Josh. Yep, always a I'm, pleasure. I'm always here on Tuesday. I try to be anyway. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor. I mean, I, you was talking about Brother Aaron a while ago. I was thinking, yeah, it takes all of us. We've got more people in here, more resources now to kind of fill in what he normally says. So yes. hopefully we got to. You know, it's going to be a great morning. It's going to be yeah. a great morning. So. Amen. And then we have a, a new co-host in here with us this morning, Gracie. Miss Gracie Hayes, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. That's awesome. She's got her notes prepared and everything. I <laughs> yeah. mean, she I, we honestly, can go all day long. Go. It looks like honestly, you know I think she has a sermon in <laughs> That's there. Awesome. Like, yeah. I, I'm here for That's it. Good. This That's is awesome. Good. Yeah, um, is. she's coming prepared and excited. Um, when you know we talked, she really was excited about doing the Bible study, and that's something that. Um, I don't know if a whole if all of our listeners know that we do because I know not everyone tunes in at the beginning of the broadcast. Some people will filter in later throughout, um, but that is something that if you're tuned in um, and if you have a f- friends that listen, make sure you tell them to tune in for our Bible study time yep. um, each morning because it it's really helped my walk. I know it's helped a lot of people's walk and you know their Bible study, learning how to study. Um, Pastor Aaron has been really good with um, just kind of his method of how to study the Bible. And I just love how we, I think it was Brother Ron who would say like line upon line, precept yep. upon precept. And that's something that it's really helpful to yep. just break it down. And I mean, sometimes right. y'all will notice we stay on one verse for like the whole day. but <laughs> Sometimes a whole week, right? Yeah, sometimes a whole week, but it's okay. Um, I honestly, I love that because yeah. it really causes us to go deeper mm-hmm. right. into it. Right. And something that Ethan has been doing as well 
for those of you who don't know, that's my husband. Um, he's been like each line, and I think he kind of picked this up from box two, but he'll be like, okay, I think there's something more to it. <laughs> like, I'll want to move on to the next, and he'll be like, no, no, no. Like, I think there might be something more. So he's like, cross references, uh, look yeah. at what does the whole Bible have to say about awesome. that specific thing? So yeah. it's it's making a difference. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's changing the word learning together every morning. Right. It's, we're changing the way that we study and really just developing a love for the word. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to have Gracie with us this morning. And, um, again, we, um, I have some announcements I will get into, but I think we should open up this morning with prayer. Yes. Um, uh, one thing that's on our heart this morning, uh, sister Hannah, of course, we was talking about before the broadcast, but, uh, I don't know if any of our listeners know, but uh, Brother Ernie Vincent is in the hospital in uh, in Louisville, and he needs uh, people to reach out to the Lord for desperate prayer. Because, yeah. I mean, right now they don't know what's going on with him, but he does. Uh, Sunday when we prayed for him out here in Harnsburg, they sent him to Louisville. But uh, at that time, he wasn't, respond- wasn't really yeah. responsive. He was moving very combative, but he wasn't really responding to nothing. In the last few days, he has uh, noticed a few people. But he's very confused and uh, really got some, uh, you know, just uh, he finally didn't know the year or something. But it just they don't know what's going on with him. But we know that um, that he prayed for a lot of people. And we also want to uh, stand in the gap right yes. now for Brother Ernie. And also not only Brother Ernie, but many others that may be um, fighting a battle or doing you know, whatever they're going through. You know, I know uh, we're not putting one request above another. Mm-mm. But it's on our hearts, yeah. and we just mm-hmm. want to pray for all the requests this morning, if that be all right. Yeah. All right, so let's just uh, bind together in agreement with prayer. Lord, we come to you right now. We just thank you, yes. Lord. I want to thank you for this day, Lord. And as um, we woke up this morning, Lord, gee, we we know the rain that's been falling yesterday and also this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for it. I know there was a dry time in this area. And Lord, we just come before you right now, Lord God, on behalf of each and every listener, each and every one that tunes in by way of radio or maybe by their app or whatever. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity we have, Lord Jesus, just to um, speak into people's hearts and speak into people's minds. And we thank you for the engagement with the people that uh, text in, Lord God. And we just uh, come before you right now on behalf, Lord Jesus, of uh, Brother Ernie Vincent, Lord. Lord, I know, Lord God, you're a healer. And I know he trusts in you. And I know, Lord God, he does your work. Lord God, there's many things, Lord God, that we may have questions. We may ask this. We may ask that, Lord. We don't know what's going on, Lord God, but you do. And we ask you right now, Lord G, that you reach down, Lord God, in that hospital room right now, Lord, and give him a special touch in his body. Lord, I know he'll glorify you for it. I know he'll lift you up for it, Lord God, and I know he'll testify. And I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, be a sister Mary as well, Lord God, and the whole family. Lord, I pray right now, Lord God, that you'd move upon their lives, Lord God, and give her peace and give her Lord Jesus, an anointing upon her, Lord God, that she'll yes. be able to see, Lord Jesus, the difference in Brother Ernie, Lord. even today as we pray. Yes, Lord Jesus, we're believing for healing. We're believing for empowerment, Lord God, within his body. Yes, and I pray Jesus. it now, Lord God, that even maybe the doctors can't explain it, Lord Jesus, but you know what yes. it is, Lord Jesus. We just pray, we pray you, you reach Lord down upon his body and move upon his life, Lord God, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord. And we just pray for the remainder of this program, yes, this Jesus. broadcast, Lord God. God, we thank you, God, for the opportunity that we have to be here yes. each and every weekday morning, God, from 7 to 9. I ask you right now, be with all the listeners, be with us as we teach or say some things, God, that will uplift the body of Christ. Yes, we just Lord, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Man, uh, we love Brother Ernie, and, you know, 
he's been such a blessing to this ministry. Yeah. And I think it, I've been learning a lot and we've been um, teaching a lot about honor and how important it is to honor yeah. those, um, those that have went before us, those yeah. that have paved the way for what the blessings that we have now. Um, and I just want to honor brother Ernie. I know we haven't known each other personally for very long, right. but, um, I know how much of an impact that he's had on this ministry and, um, the ministries that God's used him in. Right. He, uh, started that, I think preaching at either 20 or 21. And, yeah. Uh, he may not be lit. Of course, he ain't listening. But he's seventy-eight. I yeah. believe is what he is. So I mean, he's been, he's been standing in the way for, uh, for the Lord for a while. So uh, yeah, we just uh, want to continue to pray for him. So thank Amen. you guys. Amen. Well, let's. Um, I do have a few announcements. I believe we don't have as many as usual. Um, we're getting into that part of summer at people have vacations <laughs> yeah. scheduled. Hey, while and... you're looking up a few things, I'll say a couple of things that we have there at Madrid. Yes, but, uh, yes, Remember please. on uh, July 16th, which will be a Sunday night, uh, Brother Lance will be coming back there and uh, to be in service there at Madrid. So we invite you out to that. And also, he will be coming back another Sunday night in August. Uh, me and Brother Billy, Brother Billy told me that um, he may even be coming here at Bethel on a Sunday night. And uh, then September, that prepares us for the conference. Mm -hmm. September 10th, 11th, and 12th. So we just want to, I know that's a ways out, but, you know, the way time goes, if we don't get it out there where people can know what's going on, it's almost like you want to invite people for September and say, hey, I know it's three months away, but go ahead. Get, <laughs> mark make, it on your calendar. On calendar. Do not go on say, vacation. Will, will, will you tell me you'll be here? Tell me you'll be here. So yeah. anyway, so we want to uh, be in prayer for that as well. Mm -hmm. No Amen. one wants to miss that. Um, do you all have a time yet on that? On a, at, on the uh, September conference? I believe it's going to be at 7. Okay. 7, starting at 7 o'clock. Because uh, what it is, he will uh, be uh, speaking at his church there in Georgia on Sunday morning. Then that Sunday night, we will be starting at 7 o'clock, I believe is what it is. Okay. That gives him plenty of time to get up here and do whatever. So, Awesome. All right. Well, I I'll, won't take up too much time here, but we do have... Um, Let's see. We have a homecoming um, at, I hope I'm saying this right. I, this is how Aaron said it too, but Needham yep. Cumberland Presbyterian Church. Yep. Are you familiar with this? It's in Eastview. Okay. Hey, it's not hey, in Westview. Hey, it's not Westview. It's hey, in Eastview. Eastview. I can remember this one. <laughs> and uh, um, I think actually uh, that church is right down the road from where Brother Chris going to be coming on at 8 o'clock. Yes, okay. He's at New Life Vision in Eastview. Okay. But this is right down the road from Brother Chris. All believe, right. So. Well, if you're familiar with that area, we actually, if you have the Box 2 app on our events page, we have the address posted for anybody who hasn't ever um, been there before, maybe wants to come and try a new church yep. or come and, you know, with your family members. Members. Um, but they wanted us to get this the word of this out there. Um, it is June 25th at 11 a.m. Um, the worship will be led by Joshua McMillan, followed by a potluck. Um, and then, of course, the pastors are Eric and Danielle uh, Hornback. So we have that address on our events page. And um, they just wanted us to get out the word about their homecoming. So um, excited about that. And then we have some... There's a lot of VBS uh, events going on, but the ones that we do have, um, the info for on the app right now is the Wilson Home VBS. That one's coming up. Um, that one will be June 27th from 6 to 8 p.m. to June 30th. Um, and then, of course, our Bethel VBS, first one we're doing in a very long time. We're super excited about That's it. That's awesome. Um, 
the common theme for a lot of churches, and we decided to go with this too, is the twists and turns. And what I love about it is this following Jesus changes the game. So it's like a gaming theme, but it's it says like following yeah. Jesus changes the, the game. So I love that. Um, and the Bethel VBS will be Thursday from 6 to 8, Friday from 6 to 8, and then Saturday from 10 to 4. And that will be August 3rd through the 5th. So kind of like a back to school type time. So we'll, we might get some more events out later, but uh, those are all for this morning. And uh, let's get into the John study. Y'all ready? Great. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> let's dive deep. All right. It looks like we left off in verse 45. So we're still in John 11. <laughs> Been in John 11 for a while. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, uh, uh, Brother Aaron, from last week from the, from the program. And uh, he was talking about how he uh, preaches in John 11 probably more so than any other chapter he's ever preached in. Yeah. I mean, it just he said Boku's of sermons within John 11. Yeah. So. And that's not one that I've thought has been a super common yeah. uh, for a lot of different people. But I yeah. see how there's so many different things in right, here now right. that you so. really could preach on. <laughs> um, so we are in verse uh, 45. Um Brother Josh, you want to read I it sure for will. us? I'd love to. I like your reading voice. It's <laughs> well, very... <laughs> I, well, all right. Hey, I, I, I'll take that. Anybody listening right now, I'll take it. All right, let's read 45. It says, Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. Let's keep reading another one. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. So we are preparing here for... Uh, people to understand exactly what Jesus had done in this situation. Mm -hmm. All right. And then we're going to get into this in a minute, but we got to set the stage for letting, you know, because that's what we must understand is that when you see great things happening, there's going to be, of course, those that partake of it, just like as I did a few weeks ago on that Sunday night. Then mm -hmm. I go out and tell it yeah. mm -hmm. of what Jesus did for me. But then you're going to have those that's going to be like, hang on a minute. Is that really true? Is that really what's happening? Do we really believe this? Mm -hmm. Do we really want to go with this? So then you're setting the stage. Like I said, I believe that some of us was talking about a while ago, the, th the heading for these verses here was like the Pharisees' plan to kill Jesus, mm -hmm. to kill Christ. So then understanding that there was an, even though great things were happening, the plot to kill Jesus began here. Yeah. All right. So even though great things are happening in the church, right? Yeah. In the body. I mean, we believe, I feel the stirring in our area right now. Mm -hmm. I really do. Oh, yeah. In places we go. So we do feel it as believers, as people that are dedicated, people that have set apart, but still yet there's people outsiders, you know what I'm saying, that mm -hmm. wants to go ahead and kill it. Mm -hmm. They want yeah. to kill it. Yeah. So. Anyway. That's true. And then the enemy, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So, mm -hmm. you know, some people don't even realize that they're being used by the enemy because right. they're not serving the Lord. Yep. So they have all these open doors. They don't even know you got what it. they're into. That's good. And so them literally serving the enemy and not serving the Lord is letting them be available to be an instrument to cause disruption, to cause chaos, to mm -hmm. um, be a part of that attack, right. be a part of that plot to to kill the move of God or kill whatever. Yep. Um, and so that's why it's so important to close those doors. It's so important, especially like if you're any way connected to a church or your family or, you know, it's just so important to actually really get to know what's 
why your family member loves Jesus, like yeah. why they serve him. Um, and I, I think there's just even a lot of Christians too, even, you know, getting off of the people that are lost. Like there's a lot of Christians that still have open doors and mm-hmm. that are trying to serve yeah. two masters and they can't. And so that in itself creates a stumbling block to the move of God. Yeah. And so I think right now, I think the Lord really is separating. Right. He's really separating yeah. the sheep and the goat. And so. Right. And empowering people to truly surrender. And That's let it. Go those, those chains that have been bound on them too long. That's it, Jamie. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And, there, and some people not even knowing it. Yeah. yeah. Not even knowing it. Yeah. He's definitely so. opened the eyes to see. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, it's awesome. So. Amen. All right, we're going to go on? Mm-hmm. All right. Then gather the chief priest and the Pharisees a council and say, What do we? For this man doeth many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. Mm. So they see the impact. See, the world sees an impact in a place of this is where my concept of even non-believers like when something really happens in their life they will call on us and say hey will you pray I remember when well of course you guys uh, 9-11 when it happened in 2001 I remember people calling Brother Billy our pastor and even me at the time hey is, it, is, this, is this it is, uh, do we need to prepare like hang on a minute it's like you're trying to wait for the move to happen right before the Lord comes and said, get right. I said, you can't even come unless the Spirit of God draws you. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, all right, things are going on in this world. We know the Bible, you know, portrays it, uh, prophecy and different things that are happening right now that more or less has been. And that's why the world, that's why society can't understand, hey, some of these things that are happening now. How in the world can the Bible do that so they're trying to confuse it they're trying to put something else out there that sounds better to the better to the natural mind than it does to those that's really real Mm -hmm. and so here we understand that what are they trying to do they said we got to kill it we got to kill this move before why because if not not only are is he going to take away our both our place and our nation See, it ain't about the Lord coming in and taking away and taking away their stuff. He care less about the stuff. He wants your life. Yes. And yes. If we allow Him to come, He will. When we pray for our nation, what's it, what we ask Him to do? We're asking Him to come and sweep through our nation mm-hmm. in a way like never before, that it can be more like Him yeah. and like it was instituted in the very beginning. Amen. So. Yeah. Restore what was created in the beginning. That's right. That's do you right. have anything, Gracie? Um, whenever I read it, you know, I, I like history, so I really go like ahead. to go back yeah, and look at the history awesome. of what the people in the time struggled with, yes. what they personally went through. Um, and when I read that verse, you know, I see a lot of fear between, you know, mm-hmm. the Jews and the Pharisees against the Romans, because the Romans, they had a lot of power, a lot of political power. Um, and I feel like, you know, there's just a lot of tension, a lot of fear. And they're like, you know, hey, we don't want these Romans to come and take away our temple and our nation because... They're terrifying. You know, they have all the money. They have all the power. We don't have that. You know, and Romans at the time, they were known to not be very gentle with their punishments, as we all know with Jesus' crucifixion. You know, they're, it was terrifying for the people of the time period. Wow. So, That's good. 
That's yeah. awesome impact That's, right there. That is exactly what I thought of Gracie whenever it said, <laughs> but some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. And then when it talks about them uh, taking away, because it seems yeah. like it's always boils down to what are you like uh, with a lot of unbelievers with, you know, wanting to follow Christ or not. It's like I'm losing. Like yeah. I've heard so many times like, well, I'll have to give up this or this yeah. will be taken away or this. And all of that really stems out of fear. Yes. And it stems out of idolatry. Yeah. And like fear of losing that comfort, fear of losing that thing that they've been serving and holding on to and clinging to their whole life, that that sense of comfort. So that's, that's awesome that you, you brought that up because that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. I was like, okay, yeah, they're afraid. (laughs) So Gracie, how old are you? I'm 24. 24. So I mean, the, like, when did you come to the Lord? How old was you when you actually dedicated your life to Jesus? Oh, goodness. Well, I've been in church my whole life. Yeah. Um, I really probably first had an experience with the Lord when yeah. I was about seven. Okay. That's awesome. Um, That's but awesome. I didn't really start truly dedicating until I was closer to 12 or 13. I hear you. Yeah. So. Yes. And I mean, that that's about like I remember as a nine-year-old boy going to the altar, but then as a 14-year-old teenager, really dedicated my life. So, I mean, yeah. you know, when when I see your notes and I see how you speak and everything, it's just something very powerful in that, and I appreciate that. I mean, because sometimes, I mean, I feel as if that when you hear preachers preach in different ways, they always talk about, well, how the younger ones, how, how the younger ones did this, is that, and that, is that. Even some of the older ones, that even my dad's age, said, well, when we was a kid, we had to go get our own stick and get whooped, you know what I'm saying? And just <laughs> yeah. over a period of time, it's like they say, well, generation ain't like this, generation ain't like that. But sometimes I say, hey, look at us. We've raised our children. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we've got a problem with how the children are, then shouldn't it be the parents to say, hey, where did it stop? Yeah. Where did it quit yeah. doing what you thought it should be doing? Mm-hmm. But then we see people like you guys, who are about the same age all of you guys are, right, mm-hmm. that are raising up, and it's just a very humbling experience to be here in the midst of you guys to know that you all got your Bibles open and just um, it encouraged me want to do more, and I appreciate that. I really do. So. Well, you encourage us to do more. Well, I mean, I try to, I try to stay young, and everybody tells me, every, well, everybody tells me it mattered. I'm the boy, Brother Ernie. I think of Brother Ernie all the time because, I mean, he always says, go get him, boy, go get him. I said, man, I love you, brother, because you call me boy all the time. You know? <laughs> I'm a bald-headed boy, but I'm a boy, all right? <laughs> no, I love that. I love that you took the time to encourage and affirm mm-hmm. Gracie because this is Because I've what never met Gracie. No. So. Yeah, this is their first time ever meeting Josh yeah. and Gracie. And so <laughs> this is what it's all about, though. That's right. Mm-hmm. Even yes. right there. Even in that, I love that God uses everything. Right. He uses our Bible study, but he, he uses an encouraging word like that yeah. to demonstrate, mm-hmm. to demonstrate the power of his spirit, to demonstrate that we need encouragement. We need yeah. to lift each other up. And that right there, even, you know, we're encouraging you or yeah. she was encouraging That's you awesome. because of her That's age and all that. Did. But you were encouraging yeah. and affirming her in the time. I'm sure she needed it because well, this is her first time on the radio. Because, well, I mean, she speaks. You talk about my voice and I mean, Hannah. If you've ever lied to anybody, I feel like you lied to me there. I <laughs> no, she <laughs> no, did it. I just think, but Grace, even the way she just talked, I mean, it's, just, it's pretty awesome. Yes. She spoke with authority mm-hmm. and spoke good. Yes. I mean, just talking about the Romans and that. Now, here I am thinking, oh, my Lord, what I got on it? What I got on it? <laughs> you know, and, you know so it's like, all right, come on now. Come on. So, but it's there's awesome. a lot of times I, I feel that way with you, Brother Josh. And it, we all have that same spirit, yeah. Holy Spirit, and the same spirit of faith. And that's what's so 
awesome about this is that yeah. the Lord's bringing all of us together, all of these that's different right. generations together to be in unity. And that's mm-hmm. what's, oh, I just love it. I love this whole morning. Like yeah. we're encouraging one great. another. We're, great. we're hearing so, new perspectives, new study again. coming yeah. out. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. It's what's the, tr- right. it's what's the woo, words. It yeah. is what <laughs> the church is called to do. That's, that's what we're called to be. We're that's called right. to edify and encourage and build each other up. Yeah. And it feels good to work as yeah. a church, to be the body yeah. and, and work together. And I know not, and like you, you had said, Josh, like you are a father and actually your daughter's around our age too, right? My daughter 20, is 22. 22, and yeah. And she's going to be getting married Saturday. Yes. So. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for her. Um, well, I think that the Lord has really used you to be like a... I don't, almost like a mentor for like a younger generation and you know probably used you as being a dad to someone around our age to show you like it is important to raise the next generation up yeah and to affirm and equip because that's who's taking the mantle that's one it. day that's it. Um, and so I love to see that because and I, I'll tell anybody this that every Tuesday like I, I know that Josh is going to be encouraging and uplifting like it's not like Oh, well, don't let them talk. They're too young. It's like, it's like a, a, a lifting up and a pushing forward of like, the Lord has called you to do this. And that's, that's what fathers do. Yeah. And that's just what it reminds me of. You know, we hear Aaron preach over and over about the affirmation of fathers and how the difference between teachers and fathers are that teachers want you to replicate what they're teaching you, but fathers want to equip you to do what God's called you to do. And I know brother Lance touched on that too, that that his heart is fathering, fathering this next generation. And so, Oh, I, and I think it. a lot of people that uh, are instilled in it. I tell people all the time, I have one of the greatest fathers I feel as if I've ever had. Then also, you know, my father-in-law has been a great dad to me as well. But, I mean, there's so many people that really hasn't had that father figure. Yeah. So I think that's why Brother Lance has kind of instilled that into this area mm-hmm. about how people need fathers. Because yeah. maybe when he was young or a kid, maybe he didn't have that father. So now a lot of the – I like that, that hey – I'm not who I'm supposed to be because of what happened to me as a kid, mm-hmm. what happened to me as a young child. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be different. What's something that my parents instilled in me was, hey, listen, you know, because I, I had a great upbringing. I was raised in church, raised in the right way, had a, gr- you know, a great teen- great childhood. But the thing about it is they always encouraged me to do better, mm-hmm. always encouraged me to do more. Yeah. And that's why I believe Jesus, when he instilled into us, as when he spoke the word, he said, greater things that I've done that you can do. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus himself said that Ooh. to the disciples. Greater things that I have done, you can do greater. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's speaking to us. I mean, that right there is that's why I've told my daughter, I said, you know, you're getting ready to get married or whatever. But I mean, I want you to be someone we want to, because uh, I've heard this said, many p- people has told me because they know about her and her uh, fiance going to be her husband and Saturday Briar. They've uh, built their own house already, a small house. Uh, you know, they've got things set up for them that says, hey, you better succeed. You know, yeah. every opportunity they have to succeed is there. You know, they got a, he's got a great family that supports him. We support our daughter. So, I mean, you know, so I want people to understand that not only my daughter do I want to support her like that, but I want to support everybody. This is about building the kingdom of God. It's about doing what you're supposed to do. Everybody says, well, what are you going to do about that? Hey, listen, I can't help what others do sometimes. I can only help what I do. And I know what I'm supposed to do, and that's to encourage people, 
that's to follow the people that I can and instill in the name of the word of God. So, Hallelujah. Anyway. Well, that 15, 20 minutes just flew by well, and amazing. You, you know why? Because when we're in the Lord's presence, time is just, you know, it, it, it just goes by because That's his it. time is not our time. Amen. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hallelujah. Well, I, I think we should touch back on We'll go this back on it. Yeah, back. that'd be yeah. good. Um, but I will read this trivia question before we get to our break. Um, so the first Tuesday trivia question is, um, what weather phenomenon did the Lord use to defeat the Amorites when Joshua and his men were fighting them? What weather phenomenon did the Lord use to defeat the Amorites when Joshua and his men were fighting them? You can call in at 270-257-2689, and we'll be right here after the break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, we are back here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Um, We did not get an answer for that trivia question yet, so I'm going to go ahead and read it again, give you all a second chance. I believe there's some people out there that know this answer. Um, Okay, so again, it's what weather phenomenon did the Lord use to defeat the Amorites when Joshua and his men were fighting them? What weather phenomenon did the Lord use to defeat the Amorites when Joshua and his men were fighting them? And you can call at 270-257-2689. So we also have the dad joke of the day. I I almost forgot about it. I mean, honestly, if I wouldn't have looked at my phone, I might have been the one to forget the dad joke. And that would be a bad thing because there's been a streak. I mean, I don't know how long Joey's been doing this, but I would have killed that streak. <laughs> and Miss Gail would not have been happy because that, she loves the dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that sounds awesome. Well, it today's is, how does dry skin affect you at work? How does it? You don't have any elbow grease to put into it. <laughs> hey when i say when i say some kind of jokes or whatever i can see my daughter when we every time we hear these dad jokes i see my daughter right now just shaking her head at us (laughs) smh smh yeah that's it that's it so no that's good we love you joey yeah thank you so much joey for doing that i know uh, i think a guy that goes our church works for hayes now and uh or he had been then he works until work for his name's brother jim but I asked him, I said, have you been working back here at the youth ranch any? Because I know Brother Joey's been back here yeah. working. And uh, he said, no, I haven't. He told me that Sunday. But Monday morning, he texted me and said, well, I told you I hadn't. But guess what? Now I have because he was there back here <laughs> yesterday. So, just anyway, a matter of time. Yep, just a matter of time. So, <laughs> I love no, it. Uh, I, I would like to, if Gracie would, uh, you know, some of these things that she's got jotted down over there. I'd like for her to yeah, get into some of that. me too. Mm-hmm. Is that some of the verses that we're reading, John 11 or... What yeah. verse was you at there, Gracie? Um, so I just kind of have um, detailed descriptions of each verse. Yeah. And just what I took away from it. That's awesome. I think we That's got awesome. into, we, we're at 49 now, if you yeah. wanted to. Do you got something on 49? Yeah, All I right. do. Hey, I'm going to read 49, and I'm going to let Gracie yes. kind of give her input on it. What about it? Mm-hmm. 49 and 50, maybe. Yeah. Is that okay? Sure. All right, here we go. 49 says, and one of them named... Cephas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, Ye know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and the whole nation perish not. Amen. So go ahead, Gracie. Kind of give us a little detail there. Yeah, that's 
to me, that's powerful. Amen. So, you know, this guy, I'm terrible with pronunciation, so bear with me. Did you say, see we say, this? hey, we say it quick and fast. That way you know it's right, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that yes, okay. that's good. So the, the last verse of 50, it really stuck with me. So is it not better for you or for one man to die um, for the people than the whole nation to perish? Come on. And to me, you know, he was unwillingly, maybe not unwillingly, but unknowingly being used yeah. as an instrument in God's plan. I mean... He was unaware that the effect his words would have. Um, and I think he was being directed by the Holy Spirit. Maybe not willingly, um, but, I mean, that's what Jesus did, you know. He died yeah. for everybody, for the whole nation. That's right. And so, to me, that's super powerful because we all know that, you know, leading up to this, to Jesus' crucifixion, you know, it was a necessary part of God's mighty plan. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. had to die. Mm-hmm. He had to shed the blood. Um so it's just amazing to me to see, you know, the position that this man was in as high priest, you know, and they obviously wanted Jesus to kill, but even they didn't realize the effect that killing Jesus would have on the whole nation of right. the whole people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's just amazing. It's just amazing how God's plan works, you know, how every detail always plays out and exactly how God wants it to play out. And to me, that's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know why, but when she said that, it reminded me of this. That how when everybody else thinks that they kill you, you're dead. Mm-hmm. But at that time when they killed Jesus, actually, he became more alive than he ever been before. Amen. So that mm-hmm. means in our life right now, even though the world wants to kill us, but actually that's what we want to do ourselves. We want to die to ourselves. Yeah. Yep. What did Apostle Paul say? He said, I die daily. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if uh, we are killed all the day long, then we're going to live in his resurrection. Yeah. Just yeah. as we was reading John 11 earlier about Lazarus. Everybody else was talking about, man, he's been dead three days. Yeah. Said, what are you doing here now? But see, we <laughs> need the faith of people that said, listen, I don't care if that person's been dead 15 years. Yeah. I don't care if that person's been. And I'm talking about spiritually. Yep. Spiritually dead yes. for 15 years. That don't matter to me. I want him to come alive right now. Yeah. I remember, and I wasn't here when they was talking about the Lazarus part of being dead, but I know it had been very long. But I remember Brother Ron, when we moved in um, our house back in the mid-90s, right down the road where Mom and Dad live at now. At that time, Brother Ron, he knew how to, he did know how to lay carpet, so I remember him coming and laying a little, little dining room for us, the carpet. And I was just a young kid there. I was 12 years old. But I remember him talking about Lazarus here. And talking about me or whatever, he said, don't allow rigor mortis to sit in your body. I said, rigor mortis? What in the world is that? He said, and he wouldn't tell me. He said, go look it up. So I got, I went upstairs to the desk. I got a dictionary, and I looked up rigor mortis. Because I thought it was just, I thought he was just playing with me. You know what I'm saying? At that time. But I'll never forget it that he said, it's a stiffening of the bones and the joints after death. And that's what had happened. He said, that's what had happened to Lazarus. But Jesus made him come alive. He yeah. said he compares that to, he said, you know, that spiritually the church, even at that time, I'm talking about in the mid-90s, spiritually the church has allowed rigor mortis to set into their bodies mm. where they become so stiff, it's going to take the Lord to move them. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, I don't <laughs> know why, good. but I don't know why, but I've always, and I don't remember much. You can just ask my wife, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know why, but I've always remembered that. So when you said that, Gracie, it reminded me of that time. 
So yeah. anyway, that's just so good. And when you were, you know, just talking about that, it was reminding me about like persecution and like people physically wanting to kill us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, like we we've talked about spiritually, but I was even thinking about like physically and you know emotionally, like people that are trying to like harm us, persecute. Mm-hmm. Well, true persecution would be yeah. physically. Um, you know, the, like the forgotten church and all of this. Right. Um, and even pers- and even suffering through the enemies attacking our body or you know like sickness and things like that. I was thinking of how like literally the the more that we suffer someone else is actually like killing our flesh for us. Mm-hmm. I know that might sound weird, but like, it's like our flesh, when our flesh is suffering, our spirit is able to truly soar. Whew, yeah. That's awesome. And I'm not, I'm not praying suffering on anybody. Not no. that I would ever pray that, Mm-mm. but there's something special about it. And there's a reason why Paul says that, that in his, in our weakness, that, that his, he is made strong is, yeah. is because like, when we're everything is going good when we're on a mountaintop when our bodies aren't suffering we have to we're the ones that have to kill and crucify our flesh Mm -hmm. but when someone else is doing it it's like we should rejoice because it's almost like they're doing what we're supposed to do i know that's a a different outlook and perspective of it but we're able to kind of truly lean on the lord in those moments of of actual persecution of sickness of suffering Mm -hmm. um and i think that's where that's where the lord wants us to get to is where like it doesn't matter what our natural bodies are going through that we trust him and our spirits are made alive even in the midst of that man that's awesome it's awesome so Yep. Come on, more so Gracie. Uh, hey, <laughs> well, let, we do need to get to some more. Okay, uh, go for it. What, what were you saying, Josh? Sorry. No, I was going to read the next verse, but we. Yeah, what yeah. else we got? Uh, well, now I'm. <laughs> well, we'll have to get to the next trivia question after the end, but I don't think. And you wanted to get to your man on. You Monday, mean get right? to my manna? Is well, okay? whenever you feel though. I okay. Don't, I'll, if you feel led to All do right. it, but we can keep. Well, going let's into let's this. read one more verse and yeah. then we'll get into that. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Jamie. You just butt in anytime you want to, all right? I will. All right, dude. All right, verse 52. And not for the nation only, but that also he should gather together and warn the children of God that were scattered abroad. So I don't know about uh, you guys, but even at this particular time, it's almost like the, everybody was scattered, and he's trying to bring them together. I mean, I don't know why, but here lately... You know, in the last six, eight months or whatever, actually the last few years, Brother Billy, my pastor, Brother Billy Leslie, has tried to bring unity within the body. Yeah. And even though, even though a couple weeks ago, we had a prayer meeting with some pastors. And to be honest with you, the first prayer meeting was really kind of uh, getting everybody's perspective on a few things, you mm-hmm. know, speaking their heart and about their church and this and that. And probably is more so time like that. But what we're doing, that was the first one that we've instituted once a month. We're going to try to gather pastors together in this area to pray. We're actually praying for the things coming up in September and also different things within the body. It ain't got to wait till a certain day. It can start now. So when we understand that this here is is for not but that also he should gather together and warn the children of God that were scattered. So the ones that are scattered now, I'll be honest with you, Hannah. There's more. You was talking about your mom earlier about how me and hers the same age. But see, I think there's a people. Even though I've been, you know, I don't feel like I've left the church since high school. Mm-hmm. There's things that I've done right after high school that I, I shouldn't have done. 
but God's forgiven mercy, and uh, therefore I, you know, we've been in church there. Like I said, we was here at Bethel from uh, the time I was born to 81 to 2001. Then from 2001 to now, I've been at Madrid. Became assistant pastor there in 07, uh, youth director 05. But what I'm saying is, I believe my people, the people that's my age now, I think it's coming, they've been scattered but they're gathering in now. Mm. It's like, all right, I got to get good. back to where it's at. See, I, I you know, because I believe that, you know, that through prayer and through the times, hey, listen, you know, this ain't about just picking and choosing when you're coming back. This is about people that's my age that are praying for people my age. It says, listen, Lord, restore them. Lord, remind them. I've even prayed this prayer before. I said, Lord, if they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing, I pray that it would it would taste nasty to them mm. and they'll never want to do it again. Yeah. yeah. This happened to me about 15, 16 years ago, but it's somebody that liked to uh, drink alcohol, I'll be honest with you. And uh, anyway, we worked together. And one day he come in, he said, hey. I said, what? He said, have you been praying for me? I said, yeah. He said, how you been praying? I said, well, to be honest with you, I've been praying that that junk that you partake every night would taste nasty to you. He said, quit. He said, because I've never in my life thrown as much junk away as I had in the last week. Wow. He said, because I can't taint it. Wow. But, I mean, it didn't stick. Yeah. I mean, he picked it back up. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, I remember him telling me. I promise you. He said, Jamie, he looked me in the eye and he said, listen, stop. He said, because it tastes nasty to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, but a seed was planted. Uh, so he knew, he knew the power of prayer yeah. caused him, and I believe that was his opportunity to turn. Yeah. Thing yeah. about it is, we can pray for them, and we can tell them, we can explain to them, hey, but until they come to the realization that they know they need a Savior, mm-hmm. that they know they need to put that addiction down, yeah. that they know they need to separate themselves from this world, because it's a, even though the Lord draws us, actually it's us picking up, us saying, all right, Lord, Forget me. I want you. Ooh, it's amen. a desire that we must have. So, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. No, <laughs> Go ahead. no, that was Keep awesome. It going. <laughs> I love that you do bring that application. Like, you bring the application to, like, what this word is saying for now, for us, for this time, this yeah. day. Um, but I did want to ask Gracie if you had anything on that, that verse about the scattering. Uh, yeah, so... You know, I was thinking about the high priest that said that he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. Um and talking about the scattered children of God, you know, we prophesy in part. Mm-hmm. We only receive in part. Come on. Yeah. So I got to thinking about that. And I don't really think that the chief priests at the time realized the magnitude because they only seen the surface. You know, when they <laughs> wow. think of the scattering of God's children, they're thinking the Jews. Yeah. And they're kind of centering around the Jews. Yeah. He's not really realizing this is going to affect the whole world. Yeah. You know, so to me, it's, it's just amazing how God uses them. And they just don't even realize it. They don't realize the magnitude. And I think when God gives us a word, a word of knowledge, or things that we receive from God, we don't always realize the magnitude of it either. Mm-hmm. You know, we follow and we trust the best we can. You know, we, we walk in faith, you know, not by sight. But, we you know, we do things. But things that we say, things that we do can have a bigger magnitude than what we even realize. Yeah, that's good. Wow. Because, wow. I mean, every time that you talk about a magnitude of stuff that is said, you know, probably there's certain people that you've sat under as a pastor before or someone that you're a youth pastor or something. Even though I tell I tell my pastor all the time, listen, 
I can't remember everything you preach, all right? <laughs> but, I mean, there are certain times that when they preach certain things that just sticks out to you. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so it's those things that for whatever reason, it must be, this is in my life, it must be that might have been what I was uh, battling at a certain time that made me, all right, this is my turning point. This is a milestone for me to say from this point on, this is what I'm going to do. This is from this point on. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, we can keep. This has been great this morning. I've been loving this Bible study. Well, if that's we, all, if that's all we do, we're on verse fifty-three for t- tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So well, I'm just saying that way we won't forget. Uh, if you do, you feel led to share your your man well, Sure, I would love to. I would love to. We got a few minutes here, so that'd be awesome. So this is my uh, manna on Monday that I put out every Monday morning on Facebook. You know, uh, for you guys that maybe new or whatever, this started actually through a diet challenge three years ago that me and my family was a part of. There was nine of us. That a was diet? A, a like diet actual challenge, diet? An actual diet challenge. So what it was, I said, listen, as we was talking or whatever, we would have a group chat. And that was the best thing about the challenge itself, <laughs> much less, you know. But anyway, I did come in second. My uncle come in first, but it, it, we're very competitive. <laughs> so I did get my, I did get a little prize, but not the prize he got. Oh. But what I'm saying is, for whatever reason, I just felt, I said, all right, I'm going to give us encouraging words on Monday to get us through the week or whatever. I said, because actually, you know, we need that. So they was like, yeah, yeah. So from that point on, at the end of the challenge, my couple of my aunts text me and said, I'm going to miss something. I said, what? Your manna on Monday. What are we going to do? I said, well, I'm going to keep you going on Facebook. So Aww, anyway, so that's when I started awesome. on Facebook. So, hey, yeah, tonight, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. And this was yesterday morning I wrote this. But as I sat here, as I sat there yesterday morning, Hearing and feeling the natural rain coming down of how it must feel on everything that is getting so dry. We have heard about many different moves of God throughout history and also within the Bible itself of where the glory of God fell in a mighty way. I believe the desire of the Lord is to rain down on his people that will bring a refreshing that will allow us to walk in his presence like never before. We have read and taught this scripture, but do we really understand the impact that it brings to those that that are of the latter house this is great there's great things happening even greater things to take place i want us all to understand that if we expect the presence of god to be poured out on the people we must allow it to be poured out on us in a world filled with so much confusion and the church with so many distractions what better time to allow the peace of god to flood our lives in a way that will prepare us for the latter rain don't be afraid of him and i got in big bold letters prepare for the rain then I always end it with be strong, stay strong, we strong. Mm. And I guess that was on my heart yesterday morning because of the rain that was just falling down. But I was also, for whatever reason, a week and a half ago on a Sunday night, I preached rain brings work. Mm. Rain brings work. Mm. Everybody wants to rain. But to be honest with you, sometimes I'm in the natural now, in the natural, what does rain do? Rain makes things to grow. Yeah. Rain makes things to flourish. So that means the people that uh, mow yards and stuff that really get tired of mowing, sometimes when it gets dry, they're like, good, I ain't got to mow this week. <laughs> but when your rain comes, it brings work. Yeah. 
Yeah. And see, we think that when the presence of God comes, we think, all right, now it's all good. I can finally rest. I can finally be in my be in my comfort <laughs> zone, really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the reign of God or the presence of God actually brings work on our part mm-hmm. by yeah. us going out and us doing the things Building. that the Lord's done inside of us. So yeah. that's just my thought on those that verse right wow. there. So, see, man, I mean, I, that right there is for such a time as this. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that is it just summarizes so much of what's going on right now in the spiritual so much of what the holy spirit is speaking right now so much of what god is trying to prepare us for in yep. september and for the days to come for right. the the latter days yep and man that that was just spot on well i mean it's any? just in, encouraging to me to see that when we to be honest with you, I knew Aaron wasn't going to be here today. Yeah. So I know that me and you could talk, okay? Yeah. But then again, when you see people come in and say, all right, we're here to help, we're here to help, we're here to I mean, it just, it's encouraging to me. It really is. Yes. I'm not here to, and I know I get home sometimes, right? said, man, you didn't let nobody talk. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and so, but anyway, my wife would tell you that. But I mean, it's just so encouraging that we got people willing to step up and say, all right, this is what the Lord's called me to do. So. Yeah. Go and ahead, guys. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, if y'all have anything. Well, I was kind of thinking about what you said about the rain brings work, and I got to thinking a little bit about it and a little bit before it. So before the rain, like we had here before the rain came, it was super dry, and yes. it was horrible, but we needed the rain. But I think about, you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he'll let us get a little bit dry. You know, he wants to push us to that next level before mm-hmm. he brings that rain down. So we kind of go through a dry season and spiritually sometimes as well, but we just got to stay persistent. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the before. You were thinking about the after, you know, rain, you're bringing yeah. work and moving no, forward good. in the next level. I was thinking about, you know, before when you're kind of struggling. We all go through a little struggle yeah. period where it gets real dry for yeah. that Holy Spirit rains down and fills us back up. So I was kind of thinking about that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. And that's why, you know, to be filled is to be continuously yes. being filled. Yes. And we can't survive being dry. That's right. Well, we, it's not really surviving, you know. That's right. We might be surviving in the natural, but. Whew, I'm, I'm, I'm I remember thankful. when you just said that, it reminded me that casting crown, we were made to what? We were made to thrive. Mm. That's what we were made to do. We yeah. were made to thrive. But I mean, so many people have seen no thriving in the church. Yeah. But I said, you know, we see a thriving. But they're now. about to. They yeah. are if seeing they it. If they aren't now. yet, they're about that's to. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because we're <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> you know, if yeah. somebody tells you that and they say, have you looked lately? <laughs> have you looked? Have you seen? Yeah. I mean, because sometimes, I mean, I'll be honest with you, there's places that we go. I know we get ready to go to break. There's places where we go sometimes you think, man, it ain't, Lord ain't, why, why ain't there any movement? Why, why ain't we doing more for the presence of God? Like I tell people, I say, listen, I love to holler. I love to shout. I love to jump. I love to do all these things. And the thing about it is, if I do it in the natural, at a ball game or something, we talk about that a lot of time. Why can't I do it in the church? Exactly. Why does it look yeah. weird there? You know, I, I mean, if you're going to, I mean, we're peculiar people. Think about heaven. <laughs> That's right. I tell my daughter all the time, she says, you're weird. I say, thank you very much. I'm supposed to be. <laughs> hey, well, Aaron keeps reminding everybody that the September 10th weekend that Lance will be here for the conference, it's the 
I think it's September 10th, the National Day of Weirdos. Wow. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the National Day of Weirdos. <laughs> Weird in the spirit. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. Um, before we go to break, I do want to read this text from Miss Gail. We appreciate our listeners that interact with us. It, it just makes the morning so um, so great in, in unity. But she's texted, Oh, how sweet and joyful life becomes when we put ourselves on the altar for Jesus every morning. Amen. I love that. Whew. I love That's that. Good. Um, and then also we do we did have a trivia. Um, someone get that trivia answer right. Um, it was David Johnson. It sounds and good. The answer to that first trivia question again. The question was, what weather phenomenon did the Lord use to defeat the Amorites when Joshua and his men were fighting them? And the answer was hailstones. Um, and that was found in Joshua ten six through thirteen. So before we go to this break, um, I do want to read the next trivia question for you guys, um, and that is, who had a vision of a sheet filled with unclean animals? Who had a vision of a sheet filled with unclean animals? You can call us at two seven zero two five seven. 2689 and we will be back here right after the break we love you guys it's been a great morning thank you gracie and jamie and josh and we'll be right back here after the break with some guests amen all right we are back here after our break here on mornings with box two radio on the box two radio network we haven't got a trivia answer yet for that second question so i'm going to read it again yes and all of you are going to have another chance to get it um and i'll i'll if we don't get it then we'll just keep on repeating it until somebody gets it but um again that question is who had a vision of a sheet filled with unclean animals who had a vision of a sheet feel, filled with unclean animals? And again, you can call 270-257-2689. So um, we are back here after the break. We still have Miss Gracie in here with us, but uh, Brother Josh has brought another guest in here with <laughs> us this morning, and so we're excited. So why don't you go ahead and introduce this guest for All us? All right, Hannah, we will. Now, I just want to say thank you for each and everyone that's listening. Hi, uh we have in studio with us. I love it when people come in studio with us. Yes. I tell people when they call sometimes, of course, we love people calling, yeah. but there's a small like gap delay, there, delay yeah. and sometimes it don't jive out right. Mm-hmm. So when you can actually see people in face to face, know what's up. So appreciate Brother Chris uh, coming in. Brother Chris McGuffins, our guest this morning. He's actually pastor of New Life Vision over in Eastview and actually been uh, preaching for the Lord for several years, been at Madrid a couple of times, uh, visiting with us and preaching and just, uh, he's somebody that go, him and his wife and his family, they go about everywhere. I mean, they do things at the nursing home, they go where the churches, if there's homecomings, if there's revivals going on, they, it's almost like, you know, how we're trying to come together. If any, yeah. if anybody tries to be active everywhere, it's Brother Chris and his family. So, Brother Chris, I just want to say welcome. I'd just like for you to put out there your name and your church and where it's located and just uh, maybe maybe how the Lord got you to New Life Vision. So go ahead, Brother. Well, like I said, it's a privilege to be here with like-minded people. And, you know, the Bible teaches us to teach all the gospel to all the nations, you know, and I'm thankful to the, the way of radio, you know, as we got radio ministry. But, uh, but anyways, my name's Chris McGuffin, and, New Light Vision, we uh, we actually started off in a house yeah. and uh, preached the first message there, and and uh, I seen a hunger in the, in the people, you know, and 
and uh, God just began to bless and open up doors. Of course, you know, Brother Kelly, he started off pastoring yeah. there, and, and then COVID hit and stuff, and, and I, I began to pastor during that time and, and began to see hungers in other churches, so to speak, you know, and, and uh, as Brother Billy, you know, we've been around him, and God had put on his heart a few years ago about the unity. Yeah. And that's what's been on my heart. You know, I, I grew up in the Methodist church and went to the Westland church for a while, got saved in the General Baptist church. And it's kind of like Brother Ron, you know, uh, I met the West of Bible <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, what he used so, to say. Uh, and, uh, but like I said, uh, God's good. God's equipping, you know. And, yeah. Uh, Y'all was talking about the, that church down the road from us the other day. That was the first church that I actually kind of helped pastor to come from Presbyterian really? church. Yeah. And, okay. And uh, I was there 13 months. And. You know, uh, when I first went there, you know, uh, I'm of the, what you call the Armenian doctrine, I guess, and, and their doctrine is a little different than what, I, what I'd believe. And, I, and I'd ask my pastor, I'd say, how can I go over there and preach? You know, I mean, I, you know, I'm a yeah. young, young evangelist, mm -hmm. but uh, that's where God equips. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he'll guide you through the Word to, to work with one another, and that's how He equips you in the Word. If we get into the Word, you know, it, it ain't about my doctrine or your doctrine. Right. It's about Jesus said in John 14, 6, yeah. I'm yeah. the way, the truth, and life. It's His way. That's right, anyway, Brother Chris. Amen. So now, Brother Chris, how how did you know the Lord was calling you in to ministry? How old was you then? Was you young? I mean, about your testimony a little bit. Was you, you know, how did all that come about? Well, of course, I got saved in 2001 at the General Baptist Church. And then, of course, like a lot of other people, I'm a prodigal. Uh, I got back out into the world. You know, I didn't want to give up friends. It, you know, not necessarily had to give them up, but you got to, you got to, walk away from them sometimes you know to, yeah. to strengthen yourself right. you know and uh anyways i got away from the lord and I, I, a lot of bad things you know the scripture teaches us if we clean the storehouse up and we don't replace it with god then seven other spirits would come in wow. be worse than the other and and i you know i got off on drugs and i was just doing all kinds of things but anyways in 2015 uh, uh brother gerald elliott was over at our church preaching and uh, he, I don't remember the message he preached, and I don't reckon it matters, but it spoke to my heart. And, and I went to the altar, and, and it was kind of our theme at the church the other day, but I, that's when I, you know, I've been saved all these years, or, yeah. you know, but uh, backslid, but I surrendered. Come on. And there's a difference. I surrendered yes. to the Lord. I, at that time, I told the Lord, I'm yours. Amen. You know, nothing else in life matters. You know, what you want for me, little did I know what was fixing to happen, you know, yeah. but then... Uh, the Lord began to deal with me. And then, you know how confirmation comes if you've been called. Yeah. Confirmation was coming here and there. And, and my daughter was with me, my oldest daughter, which she wasn't very old at the time. But was and she over, just graduated, right? Yeah. <laughs> was over Trinity Full Gospel. And uh, uh, Brother Jacob McClure's pastor then, and, and Merle Meredith and Kelly Tucker was preaching revival. And, and she come up to me and she said, Daddy, can I sing a song? I said, sure, baby, but uh, you never sang in church before, but that's what the Lord's leading you. Mm -hmm. And she went up there. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. Wow. And the Lord began to speak to me wow. right, right there. And then uh, in May of that year, I got to get in confirmation. And, and anyways, it just one after another. Then June the 8th of 2015, the Lord uh, spoke to me. And I announced my calling that night. June the 10th, which was Wednesday night, I preached my first message. Man. Gospel Way Church. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so you're telling me kind of that your daughter actually... The Lord used your daughter through her song to kind of get you in the direction you are now. Yeah, he, I mean, he'll use. I mean, you know, you knew, he used a donkey, used a rooster, <laughs> and I'm not putting her in that. Right, in that I equation, know what you're saying. But yeah. uh, I, I see them scriptures more clearly now. When God uses something, He'll open your eyes up to it. So yeah, that's and, awesome, uh, Brother Chris. Yeah. So I mean, how um, 
So how long have you been at New Life Vision and uh, have you seen the growth in people? And also, not necessarily, when we see growth, oftentimes the first thing that people think about, Hannah and Gracie, is numbers. You know what I'm saying? But I know going to Brother Chris's church, I see a desire in the people mm -hmm. to grow more. Even when I preached there here a few Sunday mornings ago for Brother Chris, because he was out doing the homecoming. Mm -hmm. Brother Aaron, if he was here, I, he would get a kick out of me and Brother Chris doing homecoming. Yep. About how we eat and all Fried that stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I seen a, a girl come to the altar that morning, and the family started to gather around her, pray for her. And I mean, she was 17 or 18, I think is yeah. what she was. But I mean... Just to see that in other places, it's very encouraging. Mm -hmm. So have you seen more of that here lately, or what have you? Yes, uh, that actual girl, she's been coming to church there regular now. Her sister was there this past Sunday, and her mother was there. Wow. I think her mother was there that day. Yeah. And, uh, they was all on the altar. And, Man. And the other sisters, one, it was, a, it was a battle with her kids. I don't know the whole story exactly, but she just had got her kids back. And, and uh, yeah, there, there is a lot of growth. And, you know, I've been saying that for quite some We all want to see our pews full come on we would like to see the church expand so as a pastor you know you want you got to see some fruits you know to right. encourage you but but i've always said i want to see the growth in the church yeah uh, the people because you know you can have a thousand people and if, if they're if they're not growing you've got a dead church yep. and no movement yeah. and you know and you you know we read in the bible where jesus had 12 and one was full of the devil and they still turn the world right side up mm -hmm. or wrong side out <laughs> yeah. say it, but, uh, <laughs> but there was right people that up. was following <laughs> jesus and yes. uh and, and and we see that like we, we, we see some you know uh, uh denominational barriers are breaking so to speak where mm -hmm. people's raised up in certain certain ways you know like i said and not not nothing against it i'm not saying that but sometimes it'll hold us back you know Come on. the lord has put in my heart you know uh, the bible said if, if the if the son make you free you're free indeed mm -hmm. another scripture said if the truth make you free and and we see a lot of times people get saved but right back into bondage mm -hmm. you know yeah. under under certain things you know and and God set us free to, you know, to uh, uh, to worship Him, and, and I mean, when we're free, then 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 we got a testimony. Then, That's right. Then, then we praise the Lord. But if we're under bondage, you know, the way we, uh, you know, some people the way we dress or something's here, we can't worship the Lord. Come on now. And I told him other day, I said the Lord will show up at nighttime in your pajamas. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, good. It. That's uh, it. You know, so that's that's how He works. That's it, Brother Chris. I mean, just even I know when uh, we come during the. Uh, the awakening, you called it, here yeah. a couple months ago. I mean, I'll never forget that because Brother Billy, I remember him calling me and telling me, Brother Chris had me preach. I said, oh, yeah, what are you doing? He said, it's not a revival. He said, it's an awakening. Yeah. He said, we're just so used to having a, a spring revival or a fall revival. He said, no, nah, you know, he really don't necessarily like this or that because he said, I don't know, something about when you called it awakening, it just fired him up like none other, man. And yeah. I mean, I know we went over there a couple of nights and it was, it was just amazing. But another thing that was amazing about it, Brother Chris, was the worship you guys had. I think your wife, Twyla, you talk about your wife, and you got a little daughter as well, but uh, has a singing group or something you have. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, my wife and uh, uh, Jamie, the deacon in our church, his wife, Beth, and uh, Brother Kevin Loxton at Constantine Missionary Baptist Church, and then Brother Larry Markham, most of y'all are familiar with him. They uh, sing together as God's plan, and, and, of course, it's a little difficult at times because, you know, they made agreement not to, of course, Kevin pastors not to sing on Sunday mornings, maybe yeah. just a couple of years, but, but, you know, they go Saturday nights and, and uh, and one good thing about it, whether if I'm in revival or Kevin's in revival, they come with us and they sing, and and it's good to have a support group and and people yeah. that sing, and and we got a mixture, you know, I mean, some southern gospel and some newer stuff, but 
the way they sing it. Of course, you've heard yeah, them. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, like I said, God is, it's God's plan. Then what about, a, you told me Jamie had wrote a new song or something. Can you tell yeah, us about that? It's called King of Kings. I can't remember it all. It's just <laughs> one of them songs that, uh, different things there. He's uh, he's a father and your friend. and and. Uh, how did the Lord give him that song? Well, he I hadn't mean, really gotten details, but the Lord just, the Lord's just been running all over him, <laughs> yeah. running out. I mean, he got a song, You're One Prior Way, from salvation, yeah. from healing, mm -hmm. from deliverance. And, and see, that's where our spiritual growth is when, when God begins to feed you. And I, and I love it when somebody says that God gave me this, and mm -hmm. I didn't do it. I mean, I don't preach. God preaches. I can't Amen. preach, you know. And, I can't, which I definitely can't sing. So that'd be a, that'd be a <laughs> hey, me and you in the same boat there. We can't sing and we ain't got no hair. I mean, we got a lot of things in common, brother. <laughs> yeah. And so, Man. but no, I mean, it just uh, very encouraging just, um, just to know what you do for the Lord. And then also, you know, in amongst being a pastor, sometimes when you think about being a pastor or something, you know, I thank Brother Chris for coming in with us, but actually he has his own trucking business that he works at, that uh, he has people that he employs and stuff. So, I mean, how long you had your trucking business, brother? Well, I've been trucking. I had my own business, so to speak, for probably close to 20 years, but I went completely out on my own uh, in 2019 also. And, and God gave me the name Cross Victory right. Trucking, you know. Yeah. And, and, and the reason of it, I wanted to, you know, being a witness is our biggest thing. You know, Acts mm -hmm. 1-8 talks mm -hmm. about after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you know, you should be witnesses and, and uh, you know, we got shirts and hats and stuff, you know, people does in particular. And, and that's when I'm riding down the road, you know, I mean, see a lot of things, you know, and people look up and see that, you know, and it's, yeah, speaks volumes. I was in Morgantown the other day and uh, there's a lady down there uh, checking us in and she asked my driver, she said, are they hiring? He said, yeah. And he said, well, what about that cross on the side of his truck? Because you see on my hat, it's got the cross in it. And she said, was that a religious? He, he said, yeah, he's a, he's a pastor. Now he don't, he don't force you to go to church or nothing, but he don't. We don't work Sundays unless it's just a half to or something, you know. And, right. And uh, he's got a church and welcomes you to come and stuff, you know. But like I said, people see that it's a witness when you can't be something. It's it's not always easy to be a witness, you know. Come on. I mean, you're getting certain crowds and the, and that majority takes over, then you've missed your opportunity because you feel about that big, you know. And, yeah. And so to speak. But uh, uh, I just want to try to be a witness wherever I go, maybe to open a door, you know. That's right. That's right. Because, I mean, all the time we are, that's what we're called to do and send them out. You know, I'm thinking about how Brother Chris and his trucking business there, how he has people, and I'm sure he prays over his trucks and everything, and, you know, he just gives them to the Lord. And he probably, even though some of his drivers, what they do, you know, but at the time when they're in that truck, Brother Chris has prayed over that truck mm -hmm. and the hedge protection's about them. Does that mean they won't ever get in a wreck? I, we can't say that. But the thing about it is, I mean, we have, we've uh, prayed over that. He's prayed over it. And, you know, Lord, if it be your will for them to come by, if it be your will for this to happen, if it be your will for that to happen, or this job to open, I'm thankful that we have we have business owners who are, who are not only, I want to say Christians, we are, we are. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times how he says when they see a cross, I mean, you got people's mind that will go, all right, they know the Lord. Or you got people, yeah, I wonder if they do that. But if they see his life, then they're like, yeah, that's the true one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because when you hear Christians sometimes, Gracie, people think, oh, so you're one of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They'll be like, you know, they'll be like, um, and. But, I mean, you got to show them the difference. Yeah. If there's somebody showing them the fake and you show them the real, the real will always trump mm -hmm. the fake. So, yeah. anyway. And I I'm, think it's awesome that. You know, <clears throat> Brother Chris can reach people that I'll never be able to reach in my Come whole on. life. 
that Josh will never be able to reach, that Gracie will never be able to reach. And that's the beauty of like when the Lord gives you a name like that for your business, like listen to him. (laughs) When the Lord gives you a song, listen to him, sing it. Like the, whatever the Lord gives you, it will, it, he gives it to you with a purpose because it will reach people that others may not ever be able to reach. That's it. That's it. So, I mean, so brother Chris, has there been something here lately that's been actually stirring your heart? I mean, of course we always bring, try to bring our word, whatever, but I mean, just say if it's something the Lord spoke to you Sunday or if in the last little bit, you know, something that you want to share for the people, we got about 10 minutes left that you'd like to um, get the word out there through the radio. Go ahead. We'd like for you to do that. Well, actually the Lord's been speaking to me from the beginning of the year. I don't know. I'm sure you experienced it too. There's messages that I've, uh, the Lord has allowed me to preach that I didn't even listen to myself, so to speak, at first, you know. Right. But but I remember uh, I had the opportunity to preach over Tri Unity Church on over on 259 back in the first of the year, and and I don't title messages very often, but that that night over there is on a Saturday night. The Lord the title proclaiming the year of the Lord. Wow. And uh, and I and I preached to him. I said, "This is the year of the Lord." I, you know, I felt it in my spirit, and then and then from that point on whether we was evangelizing somewhere or I had visiting preachers come over, each message was lining up. Brother Randy from that church, he come and preached for us and just about read the same scripture I had read on Sunday morning. Wow. And then we had other ministers from different denominations that come and, and everything. And, and my one of our Sunday school teachers, his lessons would be, uh, one morning I preached here a while back about either you're overachieving, which is a good thing in God, or you're underachieving, that's the pew sitters. Wow. But my deacon had put in his Bible about achieving wow. and stuff. And and then I believe when I preached over at Madger here a while back, Brother yep. Billy said, my message is lined right up. Yeah, it here. sure did. Sure and, then, did. and then I told the church here a while back, I said, Brother Lance come from Georgia. And he just tied in with all of us. A man that don't, <laughs> don't know us, you know. And, and, and you know, uh, breaking down some things in, in the churches that's got the hunger that, you know, as we gathered the other night, yeah. you know, the ministers from actually some different denominations, but we agreed yep. on one, that's and that's what God, the Bible said that we all come to the unity of faith, you know, and, yeah. and that's where God's going to work, where people don't, you know, I understand the names over the doors, don't misunderstand right. me, but, but also uh, when people don't care about the name over the door, yeah. you know, and we can work together. That's and, it. Uh, that's, you know, I mean, the disciples... If you look at them, the apostles and stuff, they was fishermen and tax collectors and all these. And probably, you know, just like churches nowadays, they have a difference. Come but on. they begin to work together. Yeah. And, and uh, we've seen what took place. And that's what I, I've been preaching for several years about, you know, we, we you know, I believe in healing, deliverance, and I've seen them. But the church has got to get healed. Yeah. Wow. I, I believe that's, that's what's take, I believe that's what's going to take place in this crusade. It'll, Come it'll on heal now. the ones. And, and, I, and I preached the message at church here a while back. I said, listen. The gospel ship is loading up. If you want to go, get on. If not, you're going to stay on the wayside. Wow, man. That's it, brother. I mean, I I hope that everybody has that mentality. And I think we all do in this room. So, you know, uh, it just encourages me through to know that that old gospel ship. You know what I mean? I know it's weird sometimes how you see people put into words that right there or whatever. But more to the catchy tune, you like it's exactly what it is. 
You either gonna get in the boat or you gonna stick get out of the boat. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna stay in the boat. Amen. So. And amen. I think like with the harvest. Oh, sorry, Gracie. Were you gonna say something? No, I just said amen. Just amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be quick mm-hmm. on this, but it just. I think with a harvest crusade, you know, we think about the lost souls and the harvest that's coming in with yeah. salva- like with souls. And I hope that. Ha- I mean, I know. I don't hope. I know that that amen. will happen. Amen. I'm speaking it. I already know it. Yeah. I amen. believe it. Yeah. I receive it. But I think we forget about the church Come sometimes. On. Because with a harvest, what the the laborers yeah rising up yeah right, and that's what I feel like with this healing of the church that's coming, we're gonna see that lab the laborers rise up again, and that's about what Josh was talking about earlier. With with the rain comes the building or it comes, yeah, it comes the work, work. comes yeah. the work and yeah. the laborers, yeah. and I think that's a significant part of this harvest is what the church is gonna get from it too. Well, sometimes with Jiffy Church, I'll be honest, <clears throat> me and Brother Chris, whatever we're friends, we talk. But sometimes when you see major Pentecostal, yeah, people think, well, Lord, I can't. That's Pentecostal, or you see New Life in non denominational What the world's that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But the thing about it is, they'll always have their mindset on what it is. Yeah. Without really truly going to see what it's about, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying? I just, I think you told me one time that there was somebody there close to you guys about non-denominational or whatever. Well, right? uh, the neighbor of the church over there, we was putting it up, and, and of course, I, I told the, the the people did the sign. You know, I just told them it was non-denominational. I wasn't planning on getting that in the sign, but <laughs> but uh, uh, but it's good. But anyways, he come over and he, he looked at it, and my deacon was putting the sign up, and he said non-denominational. He said, are you one of them churches that get in the floor and roll, roll around slopping? My dick and say, well, if the spirit gets on us, it will, you know. But they, they look at that stuff. And, you know, I yeah. was bad about it, too, you know. But, uh, but you know, like my one of my friends, Constantine, Brother Kevin, I mean, he was pastor at Constantine Missionary Baptist Church, and sometimes you'll label them. But I tell you what, he'll get right in there and dig with you, yep. preach with you, and sing with you, and we let the names hinder us yep. if mm-hmm. we ain't careful, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he loves the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I talked to... Uh, brother Timmy Whitworth last night. Yeah. He's like-minded like us, but he's pastoring uh, McCready Church uh, Missionary Baptist. was on fire, loving it. And I, I thought, boy, I like that zeal. He's going, he ain't worried about the name. He's going down there to reach lost souls and That's right. whatever he can do to, to edify the kingdom of God. And bring the body together because, I mean, I believe, Gracie, I don't know uh, your age, but my age or whatever, but, I mean, there's a people that's wandering out there. Yes. You know, and I once preached a message mm-hmm. that said not all that wander are lost yeah see you're wandering around sometimes even when the children of, of israel the israelites was wandering around in the wilderness i mean probably some of them thought man we're lost out here but what was the lord doing the lord was preparing them yeah. for greater things than mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i mean i'm just so thankful that hey not only are we living in awesome times right now but the greater things are ahead yeah i'm thankful for that well i was i was thinking you know pentecost we all that that was the birth of the church and thankful for Pentecost. But a lot of times we get hung up on Pentecost. You know, we, well, I want a church like Pentecost, but Pentecost is over. We, we're as the harvest. I mean, the great, uh, the the latter rains are greater than the mm-hmm. former. Rain. Yeah. And uh, and I believe the the harvest church is what we're looking for. Come I mean, on that's now. The, you know, the church should be greater. I mean, it's been crippled for so long. You know, and uh, we've seen great move. You know, the Great Awakening revival, the Zuzu Street revival, the Brown Street revival, and and uh, I believe it's. And of course, we've seen. We see how government stuff is now, and I, I believe this may be the harvest revival we're looking wow. for. The, the, you know, the, when the church comes, that's when it'll be powerful, yep. the remnant. Amen. Amen, the remnant. So, I mean, Amen. I know that there's been different times in my life that speaks to me. When anybody says remnant, I think about my graduating class. Mm-hmm. I tell, you know, I don't tell everybody this, but I graduated top ten in my class. Amen. I graduated with seven. 
So anyway, <laughs> y'all got that right. <laughs> so, but no, I remember uh, one certain one certain guy. We was thinking about the names of our names of our class here at the Christian school. Yeah. So each class had a name, and the graduating class of two thousand, we come up with the name the remnant, the remnant. Mm. So I mean, when everybody says remnant, I think of that. So wow. because I mean, there's people within my class that actually they're not probably living where they need to be now, but they remember that we were at one time called the remnant. Amen. So, and I pray that the Lord would use them in a mighty way. So, awesome. Brother Chris, we're getting ready to have to go in the next couple of minutes, but I want you to go ahead and talk about your church again, give the address, mm-hmm. times of services, and anything yes. you got coming up you'd like to announce, we'd love for you to do that. Well, uh, New Light Vision, it's uh, 16 Hoover Auto Road, Eastview, Kentucky. Uh, of course, we're on fast time, Eastern time, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship. We got second and fourth Sunday night, and Bible study uh, on Wednesdays at 7. One old preacher used to say, you come, we'll treat you so many different ways. You have to like <laughs> one of them, you know. But uh, uh, right now, we're just in the support. We just come out of Vacation Bible School. Uh, uh, had a lot of the community come in there and uh, blessed our heart. But like I said, right now, we just uh, uh, got some singings coming up. I get the the And then, of course, Brother Kevin, he's going to be down at uh, uh, God's uh, Amazing Grace Church, I think, around Horse Branch. Or yeah. Summer's a revival. and uh, so that's all we got. So when's the next thing coming up? Do you know? Uh, they're gonna be over at Hudson the fifth Sunday. Fifth Sunday, Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, so they'll, morning. they'll be over there. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, I mean, I know from time to time we have people at Hudson listening, so we, we're yeah. thankful you gave that out. That's awesome. So, yeah. All right. You want to take us Amen. to break, Anna? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brother Chris, for being here. Appreciate and just being here. Amazing that, to see that the Holy Spirit, the confirmation, speaking Amen. the same things to so many different churches. Um, we did get a winner or not a yep. winner but a answer for that yep. second trivia question um nancy last well got that. thank you sister um, nancy. so the answer to <laughs> that was uh, the question was who had a vision of a sheet filled with unclean animals and it was peter and found in acts 10 9 through 16 amen so uh thank you so much for coming in again and it's been a great morning so far thanks to all our listeners for tuning in with us um and we will be right back here after the break on mornings with box two radio on the box two radio network All right, we are back here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. It's been a great morning. Um, We've had such a full studio today. I love it. It's just, it's felt like so, such an abundance. You know, there's just conversation constantly flowing, good interaction from the listeners. And so um, I'm just really thankful God provided this week and um, this morning. So um, speaking of other guests and speakers we have another guest in here this morning miss debbie from grayson county food alliance or food pantry however you like to say it i always say food pantry but it's technically food alliance so well well, actually it's technically grayson county alliance grayson county and then we have a food pantry yes okay so it's part of it yeah included in it we don't mind what you call us just (laughs) just show up and help us do the job or come and let us help you yes so um we we have her on this morning just to um, kind of educate us here at box two radio our listeners on what uh, the grayson county alliance is what they do for anybody who doesn't know i know most people know that there's a food pantry but um we just wanted to get her on here and we know that she loves the lord um we know that you know this is serving the community but i i know it's probably really fulfills that personal ministry you know in your own life because you see people you help people and so we just want to um, have you introduce yourself to us and just you know briefly introduce what the grayson county alliance is and how you got connected with okay. it 
Well, my name is Debbie Childress. I'm actually from Custer. I uh, grew up as Debbie Anderson, so a lot of people might know my family. Uh, but uh, like you said, uh, I am serving in whatever role I've done all my life has come in response to my calling as a, as a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, saved at 14, uh, been trying to pursue a life of holiness, uh, not so successfully every day, but uh, seeking the Lord for forgiveness and letting him shape my character and mold my life according to his will. Mm-hmm. I truly believe I serve at the pleasure of the King of Kings. If he says go, you go. If he <laughs> says stay, you say. If he says talk, you talk. If he says you be quiet, be quiet. Most of my family knows that last one's probably the hardest for me. Uh, but uh, my opportunity to uh, serve the Lord through the Alliance, and the Alliance is a secular nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We're not a faith-based nonprofit. But I am a person of faith, and mm-hmm. I can't separate that from any area of my life. Amen. Uh, and uh, when I was hired, they knew that. Uh, but I just felt like it was an opportunity for the next part of my story, my journey in serving the Lord to participate in what the Alliance had already established. Uh, We're an agency that's 23 years old. So for 23 years, uh, Grayson County has had uh, the Grayson County Alliance serving our community in various ways, but always consistently as a food pantry. We've moved building to building, place to place, and uh, finally have landed in our own home there on Brandenburg Road. And we have a 10,000 square foot warehouse that a very gracious community member gave to us that we have filled to every nook and cranny with everything that we can uh, to do the job that uh, we do. Uh, We serve 750 families on average a month with basic food support. We are the site that serves the USDA commodities. Uh, We have the senior box. We have the backpack program and we have Uh, food that we provide that's been donated or purchased through donations. Mm -hmm. Uh, We serve a government program, but we don't receive government funding. So everything we do is through private donations, foundations, grants uh, in our community and surrounding areas and are so generous. And so we are a United Way funded partner. Kentucky Colonels are some of our funders. We're so blessed to be uh, a food pantry with Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland in Elizabethtown. They are our food bank, Mm -hmm. so they're our food source. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just try to take everything we can, make it go as far as it possibly can. Mm -hmm. And we learned real quick in the last three or four years that, um, for me as an individual, that what seems impossible is truly possible when you lean in to the hope that Jesus gives us. 2020 wore us out we a lot of people went home we went harder Mm. and so we we switched everything we learned a lot about ourselves as an agency what we can do and how we collaborate to to get the job done and so we're thankful to be on the other side of that and uh, we're still doing the food pantry but we have several other programs including we refer people so we try to know everything going on in the community and connect people to those resources because mm-hmm. ultimately our goal is to feed our community, teach life skills, and empower family stability. Mm. We want to give people a hand up. Yeah. Uh, and that, that doesn't come by just a hit and run with a box of food. We get to know its community. We get to know our clients, our volunteers, and try to make connections. Then our other big programs are we have an in-classroom on-site. Okay. So we do nutrition classes. And so we do that. We partner a lot with our Grayson County Extension Office. Mm-hmm. And we also have a financial class we do. And uh, we uh, also have what's called VITA, Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. 
and we file taxes for free. So last year we filed 238 taxes, I believe it was, saved those individuals about 40000 in tax filing fees wow. in addition to the $400,000 in tax refunds that came back to people. That's mm. a huge, that's a poverty-busting ideal. And it's not just to the clients that qualify for the food pantry. Last year the guidelines set by the IRS were 77000 or less family income. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, that's all done through volunteers. So... Our, our greatest asset are, is all the volunteers that serve us. So amazing. Wow. I, you know, and I knew that you all had been doing that, but I did not know the requirement had, did it change? Yeah, each year they set the guideline, okay. the income levels, and it's been all over the place. Wow. <clears throat> Last year was 77000 and, you know, I've, you know, kind of been in and out of the food pantry before with different jobs that mm -hmm. I have worked. And so every time I feel like I come, I see new people. Like, I don't always see the same volunteers. And right. so it's just constantly I'm seeing people volunteer and it's so encouraging. And uh, there's a lot of familiar faces I do see from different churches. Mm -hmm. That's something I've noticed, too. Like, I'll see faces that I've seen at this church or that church. But um, <clears throat> do you feel like you you have like a mixture of like believers and non-believers that. Oh, that absolutely. Serve. Absolutely. And, and we don't make any distinction. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like you, I know people and I don't know other yeah. people and I've gotten to know some fantastic people awesome. that I'd never met in the community. Uh, yeah. We just see that our community has a heart for loving other people, people. regardless yeah. of what their motivation is. Yeah. There's a lot of heart and compassion and, uh, you know, apathy is the death of a community mm -hmm. when, oh, well, that's your yeah. problem. But we don't have that. We have empathy. Yes. And so I think that's what I've seen the most out of all of our volunteers. They're constantly saying, what can we do to help you? And we had 700, over 700 volunteers in 2022. Wow. Gave over 6,000 hours to benefit the Alliance in our programming, whether that was a fundraiser or uh, a produce drive through or regular food pantry services or helping us give out farmer's market vouchers, like whatever it was they were doing, we were doing, they were there beside us. And that is treasure in a community. Yeah. When people give back like that, it, it's, it says what the heartbeat of your community is to me. Yeah. And so many young people, I, I had a student, uh, contacted me this weekend and said, okay, what days are you distributing? I'm spending my summer with you. Wow. Like we have a young man that's just graduated middle school that he's spending a couple hours a week with us just because he wants to do something besides sit home. And uh, I think that's how you shape a community. Yeah. When you have young people that see the value in giving back to their community, uh, it's, it's amazing to me. It gives me a lot of hope yes. and encouragement in what we'll do as a community to improve. That's very encouraging. And especially right now in a time, I'm so glad that you came on when you did because you hear so much negativity on the news and just through media, you know, it's like people want to spread negativity, but also when you actually get your focus shifted off of just media, but also look at what's happening, like right. look, look um, and hear the positive things that are going on. It's, that's so encouraging because that's big. I mean, that absolutely, that is very big for our community. That's very encouraging news. And so um, I was wondering, so how, you know, you've said that there was over 700 volunteers, right? In 2022, how many people, did you say that yet? How many people that you all serve? Uh, yeah, we average 750 families a month. Okay. And the average size family 
according to the census, is 2.6. So about three people in the household. So that's a lot of individuals that we're touching. And sometimes we see that family once. Maybe it's just something's happened that month, uh, transition to a new job. Maybe there was a health crisis Mm -hmm. uh, that they are struggling that month. And we'll only see them once. Sometimes we see them monthly because it's a fixed income. And uh, we do fall under the, the guidelines for the federal government's USDA program for commodities. We have to adhere to those guidelines for that program. But we don't stop there because of the generosity of our community, those food drives or those donations where we've been able to purchase food. Yeah. Uh, we're able to, if somebody doesn't qualify for the government programs, they don't go away empty handed. Mm-hmm. We are going to try to say, okay, how can we best help you today? Look at our own resources and yeah. get that in the hands of that individual. And we'll tell them if next month is still hard, come back. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. If people are hungry, they're not, that's a fire mm-hmm. and they can't focus on a lot of other things. There's a, there's a misunderstanding that people just need to go to work and I'm a hundred percent proponent for going to work. That's mm-hmm. why I go to work every day. <laughs> uh, but there are so many barriers for people. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got the job at the factory, pays good, I'll have insurance, but the relationships in my family are so broken, I have nobody for child care this summer. Yeah. Or I have bills that I can barely pay, I can't add child care to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just a lot of things that happen that knock down dominoes for a family. And we want to be that place that reaches down and pulls up that food insecurity domino and stands yeah. it up beside that person so that they can reach down and pick up the next domino Mm -hmm. that's fallen down. Maybe it's a transportation issue, or maybe it's a health issue, or maybe it's an emotional, mental, physical issue. Like we want to be, you know, like we don't want that to be the barrier that keeps people from making progress in their life. And that's why we work so hard as the part of the food pantry. Yeah. And it, it is, I mean, from my last job, you know, working with people who, you know, clients who were in need a lot and had so many different needs. I mean, you all would work with us on getting emergency packages when Mm -hmm. we couldn't, you know, find somebody in the system or um, when it was a special situation, you know, and I think that's awesome is that, you know, I've, I've witnessed, like I can attest to what Debbie is talking about with, they will find a way to help. They'll find, okay, what resources do we have? And so that's, I mean, bringing it back, I know this is, you know, it's a secular nonprofit, but bringing it back to, it's all connected to biblical principles. Oh, absolutely. It's all connected to being the hands and the feet. And I just love to see that happening. Even the people who, you know, maybe don't even believe in God at all, but their heart is to help. They're, they're doing, they're actually carrying out the will of of God. And that's to me, the fact that you're facilitating that and, and, you know, you're welcoming all, all people to help and to serve and whether it's the volunteers or the clients, you know, it's just, it's awesome to see and very, very, very encouraging. Um, and I don't, I want to make sure we have enough time to go into, um, the events coming up. But before that, um, I was going to see how you can get involved. So I know I've talked to Pastor Aaron and, you know, one of the questions that he was asking is like, how can churches, like how have churches gotten involved? Okay. So we, we have lots of opportunities. We have some that come and volunteer as church groups and just Mm -hmm. help us prepare for what we do weekly at the food pantry or some other project we've got going on. And, and anyway, our office number is 270-259-4000. 
And if anybody needs help and maybe you're not from Grayson County, we can point you to the right direction and to find the help in your county. Uh, but if you want to plug in as a volunteer, same phone number, 270-259-4000. And we do that on a case-by-case basis. Uh, we help, uh, we, some, we have a couple family units that come and that's just their act of, of service uh, and, and their mission field. Uh, we have churches that uh, hand out food for us. So we work with them through a process. We have 12 locations that our food happens outside of our office area. And uh, that food is delivered to them, and then they have the responsibility to, to deliver to the clients that we're sending to mm-hmm. that location. Yeah. And so we have, I think there's three or four, four churches that do that. Uh, my church at Cross Point, uh, they come once a month, and they help us serve the senior adult living facility at Parkland Manor uh, across from the hospital. Yeah. That's our job, to get to those seniors. Uh, just any way possible that you want to get. A lot of people do a food drive. Uh, some people will do like uh, a VBS uh, for their missions offering for VBS will be to fund the backpack food program, which feeds kids during the school year. Uh, so there's there's if you can imagine it, you can you can do it to support us. And it's just a collaboration. We talk it through. I have one church that celebrates peanut butter and jelly day. <laughs> and that is what they raise. That's, that's awesome. what they bring into us is peanut butter and jelly. It just, you can have as much fun with it. We have youth groups that come. Uh, we've had people come help us with building projects. We're, we're still in the middle of a renovation that's into a year now where the food pantry finally has heat and air. So yeah. that would be me just bragging. Uh, <laughs> it's exciting to look forward to a hot summer and not have yes. to worry about that. Yes. And we have a space designed for what we do and gives us a place to have a vision of a future improvement and mm-hmm. advancement of our programming. So volunteering is easy. It's just a phone call. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm glad you gave the phone call because that's something I definitely wanted to get out there, uh, the phone number. Um, so let's get into the events while we still have some time left. Okay. So I'm part of uh, the Grayson County Alliance has always had a community partners meeting where we bring community members together to, uh, to discuss what are the resources going on currently and how can we help each other help who we're we're serving, uh, what are the guidelines, what do you got for the next three months? We've been doing that for 23 years. Mm-hmm. Well, out of that kind of expanded, okay, what can we do about some of the barriers we're all talking about? Mm-hmm. And so out of that developed uh, originally what was called the Poverty Coalition, and we've rebranded, and our name is Grayson County Thrive, uh, because we want to see our community thrive. Uh, and it's a completely collaborative group of individuals some are attached to an agency some are not they just want to do something in the community so this will be our second year of our summer resource fair so what we find is people struggle to know what there is Mm -hmm. to to help overcome those barriers and then there's times that maybe I don't have the barrier but I'm trying to help somebody that does and I don't know where to point them or how to walk them through that and so this will be our second annual summer resource fair it is June 27th at the Grayson County Extension Office and that's located at 64 Quarry Road so if you're headed towards the Grayson County High School Mm -hmm. they're on the right as you get out towards uh, the Y so it'll be hosted there and it's going to have all kinds so we have we have 
educational. We have the Litchfield ECTC. We have uh, healthcare. We have our Owensboro Health will be there. Our health department will be there. The meals on the bus will be there to give kids free mail, meals. The Alliance will be there. We'll be handing out. Uh, we're not sure exactly what yet, but something. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then we will have uh, Celebrate Recovery will be there. Uh, we have Head Start will be there. Our 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 Frisky programs will be there. Uh, we have Goodwill of Kentucky. Uh, we have employment services. Um, just it goes on and on. Uh, we have Voc Rehab will be there. Uh, we have our uh, UK Target 4 group will be there. There's all kinds of things, whether, you know, maybe your family is struggling. There's an addiction issue. There's mm-hmm. going to be addiction care there. Wow. Uh, maybe you're, you're a diabetic and you're struggling with your A1C. Lions Club is coming in and doing free vision and A1C screening. Wow. Uh, we have uh, other uh, medical screening that will be there. There will be free bike helmets for the kids. Um, there will be a Hundred the first hundred and fifty people through the door get a swag bag and uh, a lunch ticket uh, for adults. Uh, Cattlemen's is doing that for us. There is it's just such a collaborative effort, uh, and you can see a lot of the details on the Grayson County Alliance uh, page on Facebook. Uh, a lot of our vendors are listed, and I, I just want to say this is not an alliance event. The this is one I'm one of many that are coming together. We have fifty vendors coming that day. Uh, Silverleaf, uh, the sexual trauma uh, care center, will be there. Uh, we just, like, whatever could possibly be addressed, we've tried to bring it to the table. Yeah. And uh, we'll expand that each year. But there are so many resources that are available. And knowledge is the power here. Mm-hmm. And we saw last year uh, in the vendors that we had, we had about 200 people come through. But we also had, like, I saw... Uh, somebody at one table reach over to the health department and say, hey, I have this struggle. And they had the solution. We saw people that, you know, there's a a senior adult issues, but there's children's issues. Just it was a beautiful picture of community. And it's free. It's free. There's going to be there's going to be fun (laughs) activities. Uh, There's going to be hopefully we have an optical course for the kids to play on Uh, with National Guard. We're working on that. But there's free ice cream. Uh, there's just so many ways that you can just come and learn and do uh, get to know your community better and see how you might be able to get plugged in. A lot of the people yeah. in the room will say, hey, yeah, we take volunteers, yes. just like the food pantry. So uh, just Grayson County Alliance is just a part of this, and it is the second annual Summer Resource Fair, June 27th, 1 to 5 p.m. Central Time at the Grayson County Extension Office, 64 Quarry Road. Awesome. Well, we will definitely get this up on our app. We have a Box 2 Radio app now, and then we will share this. And anybody who has the app can get on here. We'll put the location on there as well where you can just click on it, and it'll take you Google Maps if you're someone who lives farther out maybe. Um, but this is an, this is amazing. And if you're somebody who has been wanting a way to serve the community, somebody who is in need of any of these things that we've listed, um, this would be a great, great event to come. And there's a, a window. I mean, it's 1 to 5. So yeah. anytime you could pop in, I'm sure, Absolutely. would be um, good. And especially if you have kids even that just need something to do, bring your kids. <laughs> yeah, this year we have uh, a kitty, uh, kids goodie bag. So many of those set up. So trying to make it fun for everyone. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a great way to be a part of the community. And, and maybe you don't, you're listening and you're not anywhere near Grayson County. But you're like, well, I want to do that in my county. Come and see how we're doing it. We want 
what's happening in Grayson County that's moving us forward to be happening all around us Mm -hmm. because the stronger our region is the better Kentucky is the better our nation is it all starts with one person and I truly believe what you do matters and uh, I have to always check my belief system by saying I might say I believe in something but am I doing that yeah and so I, I believe strongly in collaborating with other people to make a positive change. And so we, we work together. It takes all of us. Yes. Wow. Well, this is an awesome event. Um, thank you so much for just being here and being so um, willing to just speak. And, I mean, just so well. I mean, you you can tell the passion, the experience, you know, everything that you have, um, in, in the Grayson County Alliance, but also for the community. Um, and so for anybody out there who maybe is feeling like led to do similar work as Debbie, um, and you know, you feel called, but maybe to a, you know, nonprofit type career, something like that. Um, I'm sure that you would love to talk with them I mean oh, you're, absolutely you've always anytime I've had to call or you're very open to talk and educate um and so again the number was what was it it was our phone number at the Grayson County Alliance is 270-259-4000 you can also check us out at our gc-alliance.com website we're on Facebook at Grayson County Alliance and then our Instagram page is uh, GCA.quacky because he's our mascot for <laughs> ducking hunger that'll be coming up in September. Yeah, so what talk a little bit about that? But okay. We have a few minutes here. Okay, so uh, what's ducking hunger regatta is one of three of the fundraisers that we uh, do, and uh, beginning in mid July, we'll start selling uh, five dollar race tickets, and each one, uh, one of those uh, tickets represents a duck with a number on it. We only have 2,000, and those ducks will race on Labor Day night at the Litchfield Aquatic Center on the Lazy River. So when I say race, it's a slow race. <laughs> but when you throw in 2,000 little ducks, which is our goal, uh, it's a fun race. Uh, and so uh, our Ducking Hunger Regatta is one of our fundraisers. We hope to raise anywhere between fifteen and $20,000 through wow. the, the adopting the ducks. You don't get yeah. your rubber duck. He has to race again, but you adopt a duck. And then we have business sponsors and and, uh, community partners that help us with that. But uh, it's a great way to get plugged in and have some fun. And if a certain level of sponsorship, our mascot, Quacky, will come to your business and have a photo shoot to promote you as a sponsor. We have a lot of fun. We we play some games, and it's just a good time. Uh, Hunger is a serious issue. uh, With one in seven Kentuckians struggling with the issue of hunger, Uh, it's serious business. But I uh, also know laughter doeth good like a medicine. So mm-hmm. we try to have, have some fun Amen. with as what yep. we're doing uh, as we serve our community. So, yes, yeah, Ducking Hunger will be coming up. You'll see it all over our social media. And if we can do anything to help, we're here to help yeah. and uh, here to just be that place that feeds, teaches teaches and empowers families. I love that. Feeds, teaches, and empowers. I wrote that one down. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is this has been a great morning. Thank you again. We're about out of time here, but thank you to all our listeners who tuned in um, and get the word out about everything that the Grayson County Alliance is doing. Tell your friends. If you know somebody in need, share this information with them in any way that you can because we 
every single thing that we do really does matter. Every single thing that we say and that we're involved in. And so um, get the word out there. We're super thankful to have Debbie on with us this morning and um, super thankful to have Gracie and just everybody who's served and came on with us this morning. Um, I know Pastor Aaron is super grateful that, you know, he doesn't have to worry. He's on vacation and every there's so many people stepping up to just serve and, and um, just serve the Lord with every way that they can and they feel called to. So um, we love you guys. Um, we, we will see you back tomorrow morning. Um, and we're just so thankful. Um, thank you again. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. I, I just, it's a blessing to be able to tell about what we're doing and, and share with our community. Yes. Well, um, we're, we're out of time here. Um, we will be back on tomorrow morning. Um, it's been a great day on the Box 2 Radio Network. We will see you tomorrow, guys.